0: Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Big Apple Hockey, because we're not just talking about the news of, or lack thereof, with the Rangers and the Islanders, and by the way, the Islanders made some news today, but we're also going to be talking some pregame game notes and taking you guys right to puck drop. We've got a lot to cover today. we got to ask, what would your team, or maybe some other teams around the league, wear as a Halloween costume, and... Uh, You know, always our bar talk has got a bunch of different uh, conversations in there. For instance, what's Barry Trotz up to? But we're going to get more on that in a minute. I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams. And in the bottom square today is the one and only Mr. John Volkowski. I don't
1: know what I hate more right now. The fact that the Rangers don't know how to play defense or Hal
0: Steinbrenner. (laughs) Take your pick because I want to punch them both. Well, there is a lot to
2: hate about Hal Steinbrenner. And, of course, right there is Mr. Anthony LaRocco. You know, Mark, I thought about what I was going to say in my intro, and I figured I wanted to kind of catch you off guard, and the Rangers are playing the Islanders tonight. I know not like a hockey encyclopedia, so I'm sure he knows. But, Mark, can you name the goalies that played for both the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders?
1: I already know this question.
2: Okay. Well, first we'll start with
0: Mike Dunham. Correct. Uh, who played for the Devils, the National Predators, uh, the New York Islanders, and then, oh, the New York Rangers, then the New York Islanders. Uh, then it is Kevin Weeks, correct? Who played for the Islanders, then the Devils, then, uh, and then, of course, the Rangers, and who was the starting goalie before Henry Clunquist on opening night. And lastly is a very great New York Ranger, John Van Beesburg, who won the Vesna played for the Islanders one season, and finished his career as the New Jersey Devil.
2: You're you're forgetting a couple. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait, I'm forgetting a couple? <laughs> wait, Mark, Mark, who was, was the first three. one you said?
2: Who was the first one you said, Mark? Mike
0: Dunham. Uh, Mike Dunham. Dunham. Oh, yeah. God, Dunham. Yeah, Mike Dunham. Uh, you're, you're, wait, you're, miss,
1: you're missing two important ones. One is a champion, and the other is uh, – well, actually, I'll give it away if I, if <laughs> no, I say don't,
0: that. Don't let me – let me, let me think about this. I now. gave away one of them
1: already, so I'm not going to give away the other.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe one of them has slipped uh, my mind. I'll give you
2: one, one of them. One of them. Well, yeah, I mean, Phil probably g- give it away. But one of them played for the Islanders in 93. He was their starting goaltender. Len Healy? Yes.
1: Oh, wait. How did you not <laughs> forget? How did you forget that
2: <laughs> one yet?
0: No. Actually, do you know what the worst part is? I'm thinking all three guys. I'm not thinking. I'm not just thinking about the Rangers or, or I'm thinking Rangers, Islanders, Devils. So it's terrible. And uh, just to get it rolling, who was the fourth one? Or the last one?
2: Uh, uh, our former
0: guest, Marty Biron, guy. Uh wait. Yeah, because it's because again, I'm thinking Rangers, Islanders, Devils. Marty and, Biron, a great, great guest. He was actually our first guest, by the way.
2: There, there's another one. He fought. He fought Rick DiPietro in a preseason game.
0: Uh, Dan Cucci.
2: no Al Montoya. Oh, oh re- yeah, Al Al Montoya, Montoya. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But did Al Montoya ever play an actual game for the Rangers? I don't Still? think,
2: I, I don't, mm,
1: that is, I, I know he played well, preseason, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if he ever got in with the Rangers during the regular season.
0: But, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Steve Alakett one that's played for Steve both? The Rangers is one, and yeah, the yes, yeah,
2: he is. So, I mean, yeah,
0: there's still there's still Montoya a bit. I, I, does
1: not count, he did not play in a regular
0: season game for the Rangers.
2: Okay, yeah, it's preseason. Uh, and <clears throat>
0: stop me if you heard this one disappointing Rangers first round draft pick because that's all over the place. And if you saw my tweet about it, it's it's even more that we get on there. But guys, we're gonna start off today with the fact that the New York Rangers are playing the New York Islanders tonight. By the way, I'm in timeout in Hicksville right now. Uh, we're doing a giveaway uh, pools for an autographed Cart Gillies jersey or a Step on the Toe jersey. So come on down. Uh, sort of an impromptu viewing party. Next Thursday night, I'm going to be hosting one of Boss Croakers, and that's going to be an autographed uh, Dennis Popkin jersey, which you want to know a typo, guys. I accidentally put two ends in Dennis on the first one of those that I put on.
2: More importantly, after most Ranger games, you get to see oh, a guy in the bottom park. Sorry to cut you off. We we, I'm just thinking about the question I asked you. We totally forgot. We totally forgot one, and he's probably playing tonight, Yaroslav Halak.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, you put <laughs> it for oh, the Rangers God. Islanders, and then I I forgot so many guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yaroslav Halak. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yes, I feel uh-huh. like I want to forget about him right now with his first two starts <laughs> as a Ranger.
0: More on Yaroslav Halak in a moment, but of course. Like I said before, you get the final buzzer with that man in the bottom box, Mr. John Folkowski. And I'll try to get up as many 60-game reviews for both the Islanders and the Rangers throughout the season. And we're going to start off with the Rangers in a very disappointing week because the Rangers picked up two points, both overtime losses, to San Jose and the Colorado Avalanche, and an embarrassing game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Philk. Is this just a bad week for the Rangers, or is it a sign of something more?
1: I want to say it's a combination of both just because of the fact that they've been playing some real bad defense um, in their own zone. And there are certain players on that defense corps that I've been critical of for a very long time. I'm looking at Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren and their lack of defensive play their mental lapses and lazy plays that they've been doing have really cost the team at times throughout this season and over parts of the, the second half of last season as well. Um, so I'm, I'm not liking that at all. And I'm not liking the way that the the defense is playing overall. I'm not liking the, what I see from the bottom six, especially with Filipino out now for however long he's going to be out for. So um, having him out really hurts because he's really your only facilitator in the bottom six. He's really the only guy that can get any type of offense going there. You don't have anybody around him. Ryan Reeves and, and uh, Ryan Carpenter look like they don't belong in the NHL right now. Gustav Riedahl is sitting in Hartford when he clearly outplayed Ryan Carpenter in the preseason. There are a lot of things that this team is doing wrong. And I'm surprised that Gallant didn't bag skate them after either the Columbus or San Jose games, because those were both just piss poor efforts from them. And Yaroslav Halak hasn't helped them out at all. He hasn't. And if this is going to be what the story of the season is going to be, then the Rangers are in for a long night every time that that man gets into the net, because I think he's what, 37 now, I believe he's He's 37. In. Yes. And yeah. he's not getting any better as with age and he wasn't great last year in vancouver i thought he could come here and and be reliable as a backup in limited time but if this ends up being the case then that forces igor shesterkin to start playing in in an even higher amount of games and the bigger workload could lead to fatigue for igor shesterkin because we haven't seen shesterkin play 65 plus maybe 70 games and lundquist did that regularly but some guys are designed to do that, and some aren't. We don't know if Igor Shosturkin is designed to do that, especially coming from Russia with a reduced schedule, with more time between games due to travel and so on. So um, there are a lot of things that this team needs to evaluate and needs to evaluate real soon. And the lack of the bottom six depth, I think, really, really hurts them more than anything right now because they are getting nothing from those bottom two lines. And I mean, nothing.
0: Yeah. And I got to agree with that a hundred percent because it seems like if the stars aren't doing something, they're in trouble. And they started out good. You looked at this offense and said, this is, this offense is going to be one of the best in the league. Instead they really, I mean, you got outplayed at the end by San Jose, a winless team. And then, You might have said, all right, well, you got Colorado coming in and the Islanders this week, so maybe they overlook uh, Columbus. Man, that Columbus game was just awful in every way. I understand the Rangers pushed the play in the first period. They looked like the better team, but they were not the better team in the second and the third. And we're going to talk more about Yaroslav Alok in a minute, so I'm just going to toss this one over to Anthony and get his thoughts on the Rangers right now.
2: I mean, the – the defense, which Phil will touch on uh, when we do our Halloween segment, um, their defense needs to be a lot better. Um, they got they got to stop finding themselves chasing the puck and getting caught out of position, um, and they got to make smarter decisions in their own zone. Uh, and as far as – I mean, Phil hit the nail on the head with the bottom six, but I, I also look to the two guys that have been talked about a lot, is Kako and lafreniere has two goals in seven games he's got two points in seven games lafreniere has one goal in seven games for a total of three points um those guys have to and we've said it you know last summer they they have to they have to become players that the rangers can rely on every single night to take the pressure off artemi panarin and mika Mika zibanejad chris Kreider, because like you said when when those guys you know sometimes they're going to have cold nights where they're not going to get anything and if they don't get support from the bottom six, or in particular Lafreniere and Kako, um, then it's it's not going to no. go well for the Rangers' chances of winning hockey games. Um, so the the two the two of them have to be better. Uh, they have to start you know raising their game from you know being. 25, 30-point guys to, you know, maybe at least reaching the 50-point plateau. I think that would go a long way with the Rangers ultimately winning a Stanley Cup. Um, agree. But they have to be better, and the Rangers just have to be better in front of Igor Shosturkin. Um, you know, you can't you can't really expect him to literally have to stand on his head every single night. I mean, it seemed like he did it last season. Um, last night, I saw the Shosturkin that we saw last season. Um, prior to last night's game, he had a 901 one save percentage. That's not like him. Um, last night he was he was absolutely outstanding kept the Rangers in the game Uh, and that's the play you like to see your goalie give you but at the same time you don't want to have to rely on it every single night so they just have to tighten up in front of him defensively and just get some more goal scoring throughout their lineup but listen every team goes through a stretch is it better to get it out early in the season you know they drop three in a row Um, yeah you know work it out now rather than happening it later but I'm not really concerned about it though to be honest with you I think they'll be fine. Well, Phil, we've seen moments like this last season,
0: especially to start the season. So uh, you got to figure they're going to get better at this, right?
1: Yeah. I need more from Chris Kreider. Mm
2: -hmm. That's it. Yeah, He
1: he needs to be better than what he's been. Last night was the worst game I think I've ever seen him play. I don't know what he was doing last night. I don't know if he was skating with his head up his you-know-what, but – Chris Kreider was not playing well at all, and he, aside from maybe one game, he has not been really all that good this year. And the biggest thing that I've always said that has plagued Chris Kreider's career has been inconsistency from game to game. And for a guy that wants the captaincy, you cannot have that. You cannot have him going out there looking aloof, looking almost to the point of disinterest out there the way that he's played. It's pathetic. You want the captaincy? This is why you didn't get it. This is why Jacob Truba got it. And I'm not even sure that Jacob Truba was the right choice. I'm not even sure if there is captain material on this team. This leadership group has shown me time and time again that they just do not have what it takes. And I, I am not a fan of what's going on with this team right now. You know what? It shouldn't take Gerard Gallant to have to bag skate these guys for them to get their their, their stuff in order. It's... It's embarrassing, and the effort against San Jose was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. Sammy Blay took that one dumb penalty early on, which killed their momentum. And then after that, San Jose took the game back on the after that power play goal, and that was it. It was their game after that, and that's pathetic. And it's not even just the third period; that entire game was all San Jose. After that, mm-hmm. after that power play, that was it. And then you come out with that type of uninspired effort against Columbus, against a team that's supposed to be in the dregs of the division. Not good enough enough for their leadership group. I'm not happy with it. I know that they'll get it fixed, but it better get fixed soon.
0: And you know what? There is no excuse for that. And then you got to look at tonight's opponent who is in need of a win badly themselves, the New York Islanders. Went over Florida in back-to-back games against the Panthers and the Lightning. Um, they're two and four right now in the season. I mean, they, them too. It looks like they're actually having an offensive problem. Their goals for 19th in the league. That's twenty tied for 22nd in the NHL. And consider this: they scored seven goals against Anaheim. You remove that one game, they have the least amount of goals scored in the NHL right now. So, Anthony, do the Islanders have an offensive problem?
2: Oh. Before Yes, but before I go into that, before that, they lost the game, to against New Jersey um, at home, which they were getting outshot at one point 15 to nothing in the first period. If it weren't for Ilya Stokin, that game game would have been over in the first period. It was 0-0 at the end of one, and then Jack Hughes got behind Romanov, breakaway, one nothing, and then from there, you know, the Islanders, it seemed like they lost their confidence. But um, that was a terrible game they played at home against New Jersey. And then they went to Florida. Um, you know, truth is they didn't really play that bad against Florida, uh, the game against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, listen, you guys, the Shisterkins had bad games, Eli Sorokin uncharacteristically, he didn't have the best game. Um, and they lost that one too, but you know, overall, yeah, it, it goes, it goes back to scoring. Um, you know, Kyle Palmieri, six, six games played one, one assist. I mean, you, you, you gotta, you gotta be better than that. Especially if you're going to be playing on the top line with Matt Barzell, you know? Yeah. If, if you're playing on the third line, maybe I'll give you a little bit of a pass, but first line with Barzell, you have one point, um, completely unacceptable. Uh, and actually they're trying a different experiment. They're finally putting Oliver Wallstrom with Matt Barzell tonight. So I'm looking forward to see that, um, and how that goes. And, you know, who would have thought, Hey, your most skilled player or your best shooter, uh, duh, it's about time you try it. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Josh Bailey's going to be on the other side of that line, and you know him too. He's got no points. He's got no points. He has yet to register a single point. Does Josh Bailey? Um, and, you know it's so it it really the, the lack of scoring. But listen, did any, was anyone surprised? Uh, you know, Lula Morello, definition of insanity, brought back the same group. So. Um, you know, at this point it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Andrews Lee's going, uh, Oliver Wallstrom's playing well. Uh, Matt Barzell doesn't have a goal, but you know, he's got six points in six games. Uh, so it's, it, it the usual suspects are really carrying the load. Uh, even Brock Nelson, him too. He does not have a goal, but, um, he as well has six points in those six games. So, you know, point per game, but yeah, you would like to see him score a goal, but th- those guys aren't the problem. It's the Anthony Beauvillier who only has three points and Kyle Palmieri and Josh Bailey and John Gabriel Pajot. Um, you know, those guys need to chip in more offensively for the Islanders to have success. It's just, it's just what it is. Um, you know what you're going to get from Sorokin night in, night out. Um, and their defense, you know, for the most part plays really well, but they need to score more goals. And um, listen, at two and four, You know, you're not at the point yet where you're, you know, you're worrying and you're saying, you know, season's over. But at the same time, you know, the Metro is going to be competitive. The teams in the Atlantic are better. Um, They have to start winning some games. Uh, And they got a tough stretch here. You know, the the Rangers, the Hurricanes, the Avalanche. Uh, They could realistically be looking at two and seven at the end of this. Uh, You know, and I was called a bad fan because I even suggested that on the Islanders group where there are a bunch of homers. And I didn't say they're definitely going to lose. I said there's a possibility of it. But no one wants to hear that. Uh, but it's just the truth of reality. So they, realistically, they need to win, you know, bare, bare bones at least one of these games. Perfect world. They win two out of the next three. But they need to start getting some wins uh, and scoring some goals. So hopefully we're, we're in for a good game tonight. You know, both teams have dropped three in a row. Um, so we'll see what happens. Well, Anthony, you took the words right out of my mouth. because <laughs> The question
0: I was going to ask you and Philk is – if this is a statement week for the New York Islanders that they have to host the New York Rangers, go to Carolina, and then play color, and then host Colorado, in fact, on a back-to-back. I mean, how critical, Phil, are these games right now for the New York Islanders?
1: They're down there in the standings. And as we were talking about before with the question of, do the Islanders have an offensive problem? I was going to pose the question to Anthony and ask him whether or not he thinks that this is um, – this is a matter of just not having the weapons, or is this a transition to a new coach? Because you don't you don't have top flight goal scorers on the team. Brock Nelson had a great year with 36 goals last year in 72 games on page 40 goals. Yeah. yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean
2: you're not
1: are you expecting that again from him? I I mean I'm not expecting 50 again from Chris Kreider. So I think you're looking at two players with career years that are probably never going to be replicated like that again. But you've got Oliver Wallstrom, who looks really good so far. out for all his, you know, all of his goals with goal scoring, he has six points in six games. That's what you want to see. But how much of this is the adjustment to Lane Lambert and the loosening of the reins? And how much is it, how much of this is is can be contributed to the fact that they just don't have finishers on this team? And that that to me is the big question about the Isle. You know, you, you took away a Hall of Fame coach and you replaced him with his protege. And now the adjustment period is kind of going underway. As we saw last year, it took it took a bit of time to adjust to Gallant with the Rangers, but they also had major problems with depth at the right wing at five-on-five, and that caused a lot of their five-on-five five and even strength problems. So I'm wondering if it, if this is the same thing for the Islanders, because if it is, this might be a rough stretch, and they could find themselves out of it before we know it if they don't get their problems fixed. I mean, Lou Lamoureux might need to break his rules a little bit and get on the horn earlier than he normally would and and start looking to bring in some firepower.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think part of it is the transition to Lambert's system for sure. I mean, there's definitely some kinks you got to work out and subtle changes they made. Uh, cause you could already tell they, they do try to play at more pace and, and push the play. Um, so I think, you know, they're still adjusting, but at the end of the day, they still don't have the right, the right pieces in place as far as, you know, goal scoring. And I'll say it again, you know, when you have Zach Parise and Kyle Palmieri playing on the top line with your, you know, franchise player, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's not good. Uh, and Mark as Mark stepped away for a minute, um, so I'm, yeah. I'm happy that <laughs> I'm happy they're making the adjustment and they're trying Wallstrom with Barzell tonight. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but um, yeah, Phil, you know, you're right. They, they, they just, they need to get more goal scoring and I don't know, I don't know what Lou could do about it right now. You know, a lot of teams this early in the year um, aren't really, you know, re- really necessarily looking to, to make a big deal. Um, but honestly it wouldn't, it really couldn't hurt to call up, you know, Vancouver, who are 05 and 2, and the fans are burning that city down with frustration, throwing jerseys on the ice and, you know, see if there's a hockey deal you could be made. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, guys like Elias Pettersson and JT Miller, who just signed an extension, aren't going anywhere, but um, maybe do you, do you make a call on, on Brock Besser or, or Connor Garland? I mean, I, I don't know, but um, I'm, I'm just outside of that, I, I don't know how many teams are really looking to shake things up this early. So, um, <laughs> well we'll see um you know back in 2013 garth snow made that trade with vatic on october 27th um so i mean there the deals like that are possible um we just don't see him a whole lot so i don't know i would like to see it i'm just not holding my breath that blue is actively looking so we'll see
1: yeah i you know what i i honestly i think the islanders need to go make a move sooner than later and um I think we're getting Mark back here in a second actually he yeah. said that uh, he was having some uh, connectivity trouble, but um, here we go.
2: Yeah. There Mr. we go. He's back now. I don't, I w- I would like to think that's the case, but I, I think it's more simply that uh, you know, it's not really prime to only carry six D uh, I think they want to recall Robin Salo who shouldn't have been sent down in the, in the first place. So uh, by waving Kiefer Bellows, it gives them the roster space to, to bring Salo back up and have 7-D. So I think that was that was the driving force behind this move. But, um, I mean, stranger things are happening. But I, I bet dollars to Donuts, after Bellows clears tomorrow, you'll see that Robin Salo is being recalled. Yeah, and again, everybody,
0: thanks for sticking with us through that um, technical difficulties because now we have to talk about tonight's game and how the New York Rangers are playing the New York Islanders tonight. You know, Phil, I'll go to you first. Who needs to step up more for their teams tonight?
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, Chris Kreiner's got to be the one to step up for the Rangers tonight. They need an effort from him. Um, The Islanders have some very good shutdown defensemen. You look at – uh, you know, the, the, the two P's, Pelican Pollock, and then Scott Mayfield, you know, big guys, mobile guys who can skate, and they're they're very good in their own ends. So this is going to be a game where Chris Kreider really needs to step his game up tonight. Um, Anthony talked about uh, Lafreniere and Kako before. I definitely want to see something from the two of them tonight as well. Um, Adam Fox needs to have a Norris-type game tonight. He, he needs to yeah. have another game where he looks strong at both ends. And, and leads the charge because um, Yara Halak's in and Yara Halak has shown the Rangers so far that he can't really be trusted uh, for the Islanders. Uh, I, I would say you're probably looking at somebody like Brock Nelson to score a goal or uh, Kyle Palmieri really to kind of get off the schneid and, and start putting up some points and start doing something. You're not getting anything from Zach Parise anymore. Zach Parise is a lost cause. I don't know. I don't know why he's playing in the Islanders top six or any reason, I, I, it's madness to me. I don't understand it. I never will. But Kyle Palmieri still should have life on his career. And there's no reason why the Islanders can't get more from a guy like him, especially with the AAV he's making and what he was brought in to be,
0: which was a finisher. So I would say Kyle Palmieri for the Islanders. I got to say, uh, echo you right there, Phil. It, it, this isn't 2012. What is, Kyle, what, is, what is Zach Parise doing in the top six? Anthony, go ahead.
2: Uh Yeah, I mean, Parise, listen, I, I like him as a player, you know, he still hustles and he's, you know, he's everybody still likes him. Yeah, but he's not, he's not a top line player anymore. Um And honestly, I think getting what they get from him last year, 15 goals, 14 goals. I mean, that, that was, that was icing wild. on the cake. Um, have him do that again. I, I don't know. But um anyway, uh I'm, I'm gonna go with for the Islanders, I'm gonna go Brock Nelson. I mentioned before, you know, he's got the points. He's got the you know the six points in six games, but uh he need you know he's one of their best goal scorers. He needs to get the he needs to get on the board with a goal, uh start feeling some confidence again, shooting the puck. Um and for the Rangers, I'm gonna go with Yara Halak. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta prove that he could, you know, give the Rangers a good start when they when they tap him on the shoulder. Uh, you know, playing against his former team. I know when he was with the Islanders, he always used to kill the Rangers. Can he make that transition the other way? We'll see, but I think he needs to have a strong game in net tonight for the Rangers to, you know, be successful. Well,
0: right now, Yaroslav Halak and more, we're going to talk more about him in a moment. Uh, he's proving to still be a Ranger killer, even on the Rangers. So thanks a lot, Yarrow. But uh, I'll have to say Mika Zibanechad is going to have to step up for the New York Rangers because he, you're talking about some players that just haven't been doing anything outside out the, the last few games. I mean, where's Mika Zabanejad been? He started out hot last week. He had eight points, and he was uh, tied for second in the league in the NHL in scoring. Now, I mean, he, it, again, he can get lost sometimes. And, of course, for the Islanders, uh, John gabriel Pagiot is a guy that always steps up against the New York Rangers. I can't stand him. I would, uh, it, it's, it's gone back many years, going back when he was with Ottawa. But that's just I, – I always see that guy stepping up against the Rangers. Even though you know me, I, I think everything runs through Noah Dobson now for the Islanders, and he's is going to be their backbone for years to come. So, guys, Anthony, I'm going to go to you first. Who needs this game more?
2: I mean, like I mentioned before, uh, they've they both dropped, what, three in a row? Um, but I'm going to say the Islanders just because obviously they're below the Rangers right now. Um, so that alone, I'm going to go Islanders, uh, like I said, they, they, especially with Carolina and the, the avalanche coming up. Um, they really need tonight's game, get some good feeling, you know, back in the locker room and, you know, maybe try to go on a little bit of a run with, you know, stringing, you know, three or four wins in a row. But uh, so it's going to be a really I think it's going to be a really good game because both teams, you know, want to get a W here. Uh, you know, break some bad juju that's going on, but uh, I'm gonna say the Islanders need it a little more than the Rangers. Look, I gotta
1: agree. I think the Islanders need this more. They're down in the standings. Um, they've lost a few games recently. I know the Rangers have lost a few, but like, I-, I think the Islanders really, really need this. And usually, the Islanders play like the team that needs it more when these two teams meet. At least over the last few years, I would say that's been the case. So um, I, I think the Islanders need it a little more. I have a feeling that they're going to come out like they need it more. So uh, I'm, I'm going with the Islanders here.
0: Yeah, you know, let's, let's make it a clean sweep because Anthony just mentioned it before. If the Islanders don't get points out of these games and then you're looking at two and seven, that's going to be a real problem for them. They need to make sure they set the tone. And that they're back to playing the hockey that they were when they started the season. So, because it's, if not, it's going to make everybody start looking over at Lou and thinking, <laughs> "Why'd you get rid of Barry Trotz?" So,
2: well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that question's going to be asked. But even if they lose here, I mean, Lane Lambert's not the problem. He he can only work with what he was given with with you know the roster that Lou left him with, which is the same exact you know, roster.
1: His problem is here. Or yeah. I should say who the real problem is.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so um, but that's gonna conclude our talk for the Rangers and the Islanders in the pregame. Guys, it's gonna be an interesting night for both teams, but stick stay tuned because we're gonna be answering more of your questions at the end and also talk more news around the NHL. And we're even gonna talk about the keeper bellows signing in a few moments in bar talk. But
1: signing? you know, guys signing waving. Oh, sorry,
0: oh waving, sorry. We even, uh. Sorry. Well, you know, when you talk a lot, you end up making mistakes. My, my, my parents made a mistake a long time ago one bad day. So, um, but guys, next week is Halloween. So last year we did a, a sketch about what Halloween costumes should a, a, a bunch of different players or maybe even a team wear for Halloween. We're only doing three this year. And Anthony, let's start with yours. What what's your Halloween costume?
2: So you know, I could have I could have gone negative. You know, I, I could have gone with Kyle Palmieri as a ghost. I could have gone with Lou Lamorello as Joe Biden. Um, but I you know I, I did yeah. I, 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 I opted to go positive here. Um, the captain Anders Lee as Captain America. Um, Anders Lee leads the team in points and goals. Four goals, seven points in six games. Um, you know he's he's we all know what he is. He's not, he's not the best skater, but uh, along with Chris Kreider and Joe Pavelski and some other guys, he's a force in front of the net with deflections. He's hard to move. Uh, as we said before, he, he really brings the guys into the fight. Um, you know, he gets those greasy goals um, and he's, you know, and he's their leader. And right now, uh, you know, he's leading by example. Um, and, you know, guy, you know, a lot of times he gets a little bit flat because his contract and whatnot, but at the end of the day, Like last year, he had 28 goals coming off a torn ACL, uh, which is, you know, pretty good. So um, he is what he is. You know, he's a 30-goal scorer um, who gets those greasy areas, deflects pucks, makes it hard for the defenseman in front of the net. And like I said, you know, he's their leader, um, and I'm glad that he's having success early on. Uh, He said his knee feels even better um, than it did last year, which is good news for the Islanders. You know, maybe he scores more than 28 this year. Maybe he scores, you know, 30-plus. So – Uh, I'm happy to see him playing well.
0: All right, Phil, who do you got for yours? Well,
1: I chose the Invisible Man for the New York Rangers defense because they're non-existent at times. I don't know what they're doing. We nobody knows what they're doing. So you have plays like last night from Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren, both made the same play where they had a puck coming towards them that were bouncing. So instead of actually trying to block it down with their body, making the play to not let the defender get past and the puck get past, they whiff at the puck, and it almost burns them twice. (laughs) Or you have Braden Schneider, who's had some trouble this year, um, pinching on a play where there's an outlet going the other way already. He's on the right side boards. And he's trying to step up to make a hit while the puck is almost already out of the zone, going the other way on the other side. What are you doing? Uh, Zach Jones. Zach Jones has struggled. But, yeah, you know what? You, you, you expect that from a rookie. And then you have – I don't even know what they're doing, the two of them up front, with Fox and Lindgren. It just the, – the mental lapses have just been too much. Too much, too many, and too often. So, um yeah, I, I I need I need them to be there. I need them to appear and actually start playing well.
0: Yeah, I and mean, the Rangers' defense, it, it's it's been a shell of what it was last year right now, and they really need to get back to playing how they ended last year, where they ended up being one of the teams that didn't surrender scoring chances every five seconds, like they were all throughout the year last year. Uh, but guys. I went outside of New York for mine and I dressed up the Vancouver Canucks as the cast of the Rings of Power. So it's uh, you talk about a terrible TV series and you don't just when you think it can't possibly get any worse. It gets worse every single week. If you like the Rings of Power, fine. It is about as far away from J.R.L. Tolkien as you possibly could get. But anyway, the Vancouver Canucks, they're the they're winless right now. They're 0-5 they're on the season. And they were supposed to be the surprise team, guys. 0-5-2. Oh, two. Oh, 2 thank you. And every time – you could come up with various different reasons why they didn't succeed so far. But end of the day, it's on them. you got Bruce Boudreaux as your coach. That guy wins. You have Elias Pedersen playing well. And he, he, Thatcher Demko is trying to do whatever he can. Now they're losing Quinn Hughes for some time. I, I – I, There's there's going to be a lot of hurting in Vancouver, and I thought this was going to be a playoff team. They're not going to be a playoff team, not in any way, shape, or form.
1: You, you, it's funny because you're talking about Vancouver taking L after L. Lord of the Rings is a giant L. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I Uh, hear Lord of the Rings, I go back to Clerks Two when Randall trolls the two guys (laughs) and. An Elias at movies, and it's funny because there's an Elias that works at movies, and there's an Elias Pedersen in Vancouver. <laughs> Don't feel Uh,
0: sorry, buddy, I gotta disagree. I think that's the best fantasy series ever. All Yikes. right, Anthony, your thoughts Yikes. on
2: that? Uh, oh, the Canucks, they're, I mean, it, it I mean, it, it almost doesn't make sense why they're playing as bad as they are because. I mean, they got a good group of forwards, but I guess when you really think about it, their defense leaves a lot to be desired. But um, even still, you think they would find a way to win some games, especially with Thatcher Demko and Net. Um, but you're right, Elias Pettersson. I believe he's at a point per game so far. He's playing. Re- he's playing pretty well. Bo Horvat's playing well. Uh, they need more from Brock Besser. He, he's not off to a good start. Um, you know, JT Miller and, and the contract that he signed is going to be high expectations of him. Um, they they just. They really need to get better defensively, um, and they just need to win a damn game. And then from there, maybe you know they'll start coming. But um, you know, o five and two essentially oh and seven to start the year. Uh, that's not a good. Yeah, recipe. Uh, that's not a good recipe to make the playoffs. And you know, if they keep losing games, one or two things are going to happen. Boudreau's going to lose his job, or someone's going to be sent out the door in, in a trade to shake things up. So we'll, we'll see which one happens first, if any.
0: And I think the trade would happen. A lot of it. Uh, yeah. It was kind of funny. About Thank you, David.
1: Because it's See, true.
0: I, oh I look. Too, so, I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, look, a ring. Oh look. I'm gonna look.
0: throw this ring down a volcano. And then the, the, the shrug. Ah, oh, there you go. And then that was it. I do have to say, by the way, they're also taking a page out of the new Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. When they attacked the fans, it sounded like when JT Miller said it. But uh you, you can have your frustrations. Don't take it out on the fans. You're never going to win that one. All right. So that was our quick Halloween costumes for 2022. You guys have any you want to suggest? Throw it down in the comments below and because we have a lot more to get to. And by the way, we just got some great news. I can't wait to share this with you at the end. But let's do some bar talk,
2: guys. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let
1: me say beer. I can't even begin to describe.
0: I'm actually gonna go crazy. I'm gonna buy everybody around on this one. Well everybody, welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we are gauging our uh, topic, uh, we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our joints and drink. Sorry, my brain and mouth were not in sync for a moment. Uh, play along down the continent. No, you... no actually, not drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, you're so confident you're going to buy everybody around, round. Or are you not really confident. No, I'll just take a shot. Or just so-so, you want a beer. And here's one. I, I can't wait to ask Mr. Fulkowski about this one. Uh, but the Rangers made a mistake by bringing in Yaroslav Alok.
1: The only reason why I'm going to say beer, it's because it's early and they, he's only had two starts, but he has not looked good so far. And he's 37 years old. So um, he, he's his best years are well behind him. And there are other goaltenders you probably could have gotten for his AAV or even cheaper. So, um, I mean, Charlie Lindgren, you could have brought in Ryan's brother. Could have brought him in. He, he would have been
0: a good backup. So uh, I'm going to say beer right now. I'm going to go beer as well, uh, only because not only is he a veteran, he's a pro, but he does have, in my opinion, the best goalie coach in the NHL. Anthony, you can also say your guy, Mitch Korn, uh, who's the director of goaltending for the Islanders. I mean, Benoit Lair is going to work with him and hopefully get him better and get him back to the player that he was, which was just a reliable, steady goalie. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't going to be a tremendous mistake. Phil, so I look at that second goal Sunday night and it was the most deflating goal. It hit him in the right arm and went in under his left armpit. pick. Any goalie will look at you and just be like, what? That's what you let in. And then they had Alexander Georgiev in this week and somehow he didn't let up one of his Georgiev goals. So, and there was lots of those. Anthony.
2: Um, beer, you know, it's, it's, Two starts in, but an 8.52 an 8.52 save percentage is not the way you want to make a new impression on your team on your first two games you start for him. Um, like Phil said, he's 37 years old. Uh, he's not really going to get any better at this point. Um, but you know, I guess they figured you know he he would have enough uh, left in the tank to you know give uh, and spot duty to give Systerik some rest. But so far, it's not off to a good start. But like you said, hopefully. Um, as the season goes on, maybe he gets more comfortable playing behind his defense and, you know, those numbers start to go up. But, uh, you know, for the Rangers' sake, you hope that's the case because if he has outings like this and keeps sporting those numbers, uh, they're going to be taking a lot of L's when he's the starting goaltender. Anthony, uh,
0: I mistakenly said the wrong thing earlier, but the Islanders, of course, waived keeper Bellows today. The yes. Islanders waived keeper Bellows.
2: I'm going to, I'm actually going to say shot. Um, you know, I I think they gave him opportunities to develop and play in Bridgeport and come up. Um, you know, it's not like this guy, uh, just has, you know, great skating and, you know, he's, he's really efficient in every area of of the game. He's got a, he's got a really good shot. Um, he's got decent hands, but, uh, his skating, like I said, in Texas, it's, you know, below average to average, um, you know, he'll, he'll throw a hit every now and then, but he's not the most positionally sound player. Um, and and uh, frankly, he didn't, you know, he never really gave them a choice to where they say, oh, we can't take him out of the lineup. He'd ha- he he shows some spurts where he play good for like three games and then he would disappear. So um, my my issue with the whole waving of Kiefer Bellows isn't specifically waving Bellows. It's the fact that they they sent down Robin Solo just so they can activate Sebastian Aho off IR who's terrible and now you want to bring Salo back up so now you have to waive Kiefer Bellows I mean why not waive Nikita Sashnikov or Ross Johnston at least Bellows does have some ability to score Um, the fact that you waive him over those two guys it's just it's mind-boggling but um, at the end of the day he makes 1.2 million dollars in his salary there's so many teams that are really up against the cap they don't really have the, the space to absorb that so I'm actually kind of thinking he's going to clear unless, you know, a team like Arizona and Anaheim, who have a ton of cap space, decide to take a chance on him. Um, other than that, I think he might clear.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with a shot here just because I, I was never all that big on him. Um, so I, I, I like, I like uh, Bellows as a player in a bottom six role and a fourth line role. I, I just don't think he has the skating ability to really stick, and I, I don't think that he's a facilitator. And I remember when he first came up a few years back, and I told you that he would need to be more of a guy that could actually drive offense and be able to pass the puck more because his his numbers in in, in Bridgeport were very, very lopsided. He looked like he could have won a Cy Young with those numbers. You know how pitchers <laughs> have like 21 wins yes. and like yeah. seven yeah. losses or something like that? Yeah. that? That's what he had that one year in Bridgeport. And I, yeah. I, I just don't think that, I mean, they, they took a, a mid round pick in him in, in 2016 and you know what? He ended up not panning out. I, I I think it's more on him than it is the organization itself, but um, I, I don't think the asset management has been great, but they, they, I, they definitely did not waste him. So I'm, I'm actually going to say shot there, but um, oh, I'm going to move on with uh, Mark having more connectivity issues. So, We'll uh, we'll just kind of go on here. Um, Ottawa's Josh Norris could miss the rest of the season. Um, I I heard he could be out for anywhere from four-plus months, they're saying, I think. So, uh, yeah, he he could possibly miss the rest of the NHL season. With that said, Ottawa losing Josh Norris significantly hurts their playoff chances. Anthony.
2: Uh, I mean – I'm gonna go I'm gonna go round. Um uh, I know they they do have a lot of talent elsewhere in their top six, but um I mean Josh Norris was one of their top centers, if not their top center. Um so him being out puts a hole in that lineup. Shane Pinto will have to play up, which by the way, is on fire. He scored again the other night. Uh so he's playing really well. Um Franklin's Drake, native. Yeah. Drake Batherson uh has nine points in six games, so he's really playing well just like right. he did last yeah. year before he got hurt. Um, so they do have those other pieces in the lineup, but the center is the most position, most important position uh, in the lineup, really. Um, and, you know, he really drives offense. He's not a guy that's just a score. He can create offense on his own. Um, so they're going to miss him for sure. So uh, I'm, I'm going around.
1: You know what? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to do the uh, the same thing here and I'm going to have to go around as well. Because you lose a guy that scored 35 goals last year. And, and whether or not Josh Norris would have been able to replicate that this year, sure, because he's a re- still a relatively unproven product. You can debate that. That's fine. I, I would completely understand and accept any type of debate in regard to that. But you're losing a top young talent like that that's a top six talent on a team like Ottawa where they're trying to come up. They're trying to take that next step towards being a legitimate contender, and this is just not what you want to see, especially with Claude Drew. Yeah, you, you you love the acquisitions of Drew and DeBrinket, but the defense still is a question mark. They still need help. They're a work in progress. Um, your goaltending is okay. It's not great. Nothing to write home about, but it'll keep you in most games. I would say, I guess. So losing a guy like Norris really, really hurts, especially in a division that could end up being pretty strong, even with teams like Tampa and Florida both taking a step back and Toronto doing who the hell knows what net over there. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to buy around on this. We're going to move on from that one. Brad Marchand's recovery is ahead of schedule, so we might see uh, the NHL's top pest back sooner than later. With that said – Boston will win the
2: Atlantic Division. There you go, Mark. Um,
1: hey, Mark's back. You just, just in time. You missed the, you missed the Ottawa um, losing. Josh Norris hurts their playoff chances. So and the Kieffer um,
2: Bellows one too, but
1: and the Kieffer Bellows one as well.
2: Yeah,
0: um, uh, I'll just we'll just go right ahead with Josh Norris, and I just uh, I'm gonna go with a, a shot on that one. Or no, beer. I, we'll go with beer. Uh, The reason why – sorry, I'm a little bit flustered because I can't believe I got kicked off the (laughs) Wi-Fi yet again. I'm just going to do the rest of the show on my phone. Uh, So it's – Norris is a huge piece for them, but right now Ottawa needs a lot of other people to step up. The real problem is their goaltending. They have not gotten good goaltending out of Forsberg, and uh, Cam Talbot is still out for a short amount of time. So, But going to this one, Boston Bowl in the Atlantic, Right now, six and one, they've already started themselves up really good. Jim Montgomery's doing a great job. I was not a believer in him. And, uh, you know, they, they might be getting Marchand back. He said he might play as early as tomorrow night. And then, fortunately, the league stopped it with uh, the team, I mean, said, no, you're not.
2: Yeah. I heard they said that he, he, he'll probably play before Thanksgiving, but getting him back would be a huge boost. I'm surprised, you know, I still early. It could go the other way, but I, I, I wasn't high on Boston at all. I thought they were going to really struggle, take a step back. Uh, they're proving me wrong right now, but I'll go beer. Like I said, there's still a lot of time left. Um, you know, I, I still think Florida is a strong contender to win it. Even though Tampa Bay's three and four, I still think Tampa Bay could easily win the division too. So um, I'll go beer, but the Bruins are definitely off to a hot start and they're playing really well.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say beer because only because it's possible, I don't see it happening. Um, the other thing, and I think did we lose? Oh, no, okay, Mark's with us Just now,
0: switching guys,
1: switching. All right, so, um, the other thing is while they're looking to get Brad Marchand back, um, I don't know what the exact time frame is on Charlie McAvoy, but that's going to be a huge boost too. And this Bruins roster is actually producing quite well. David Pasternak right now leads the NHL in scoring with 12 points. He's got five goals and 12 points. I think he might even Pay the man time. that
2: money. Pay that yeah, man. And you're going to have to
1: pay that man that money is right. A little uh, Teddy KGB reference. Pay that man his money mm-hmm. from Rounders for anybody who's a fan of it. But David Krejci, the comeback story of the year, eight points in seven games. Patrice Bergeron, seven points in seven games. Oh, who are we talking about recently? Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall has six points and four goals in seven games. A.J. Greer, out of nowhere, three goals, five points in two games. Jake DeBrusque has five points in six games. I'm um, sorry, five points in six games for A.J. Greer. But And, and then Memphis Lindholm even has five points in seven games for them. So um, Boston's getting uh, a lot of production, and they're getting it above – you know, stature for a lot of players above station and it's, it's coming from all over the team. So if this keeps up, yeah, maybe Boston does have a legitimate shot at winning that division.
0: Uh, Anthony, I actually can't do any of the banners right now because I'm, Uh, I got him, Mark. I got him. So, (laughs) all right.
1: right, So we're good on that one. So we're going to move on. Barry Trotz said that he's not ready to return yet to coaching. But an original six team would intrigue him. Those teams always intrigue you. So with that said, Derek Trotz will coach an original six team. I'll go to the man on the
0: bottom. <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm gonna buy everybody around on this, and I think it's going to happen. It's not gonna be sooner than later. There's only two choices really that I could go to, and that's the Maple Leafs and the Rangers. And as our friend of the show, Stat Boy Steven, has brought up, Gerard Gallant has never been at the same place three years in a row. I like Turk. I wish he stays. Let's just get that one straight. But things can happen, and as long as you've got a big fish like Barry Trotz out there, you don't know. And I can imagine the Toronto Maple Leafs reaching out to him if things don't go well with Sheldon Keefe.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to step in here, and I'm – going to uh i'm gonna buy a round because i think he ends up in toronto and i think it's after this season ends i think barry trotz has already resigned to to taking this season off he's got money he's got time he could retire right now if he wanted to he'd still go down as one of the uh, i would say that the 10 to 15 greatest coaches of all time and there's just no doubt about it um but i i think that Toronto is going to offer him a Brinks truck and they're going to have bills with his face on them (laughs) on top of the actual bills, because they're going to sell him that he could be the savior of a city that hasn't won in over half a century. Just remember that they broke the Rangers streak of 54 years without a Stanley cup. They passed that. So um, if if you're Barry Trotz, you can go there, whip those guys into shape, and you have all that talent. Uh, it's got to be a pretty attractive offer, especially if the money is uh, where I think it's going to be.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go round just because I am that confident that the Toronto that Toronto's gonna get ousted in the first round again, Um, and then <laughs> Trotz is gonna then take the job in Toronto, and I'm gonna be sick to my stomach about it. But I think it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, uh, I am definitely with you on all that. We're going to move on from Barrett Trotz, though. And Golden Knight, or late Vegas Golden Knight, Phil Kessel passed Keith Yandel for the most consecutive games played with 990 last night and also scored his 400th NHL career goal in the process. Is Phil Kessel a Hall of Famer? or should we, let, Let's re-question that will Phil Kessel
0: be a Hall of Famer? I'm going to actually go beer on this. I'm not going to go higher than that. And the reason why, and I can actually hit that button right there and get that going. Uh, I was going to do it, but I was. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I, have, I have it open on the banners, but uh, the reason why I'm going to go with that Phil, because he's only at 400 goals. If he's going to be a Hall of Famer, he needs to get the 500. And I not sure. I don't really see that happening. It's amazing, though, that strength and conditioning coaches everywhere right now are going, what the hell? How, is, how did this guy score so many damn goals But, or play so many consecutive games in a row? Uh, but he's he's still fast. He's He might be looking out of shape. But you know what? I just don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think his numbers aren't going to justify it.
1: I'm going to say beer. I think there's an outside shot. And the reason why that is I I, I looked up the all-time leading scores before Phil Kessel's just outside the top 100 of all time. And by the end of this season, he's got three points in eight games so far. If he scores another 41 points, he'll crack the 1000 point mark this year. And in terms of American born players, there's only a select few that have actually done that. So, um, I think that he probably ends up in the Hall of Very Good. But I think he's just short of Hall of Fame unless he has some massive career spike, um, some renaissance year this year and next year where he just kind of gets back to close to like a point per game level of production where you're, 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 you're talking about him turning back the clock. But I mean he had fifty two points last year in eighty-two games on a terrible, terrible Arizona team. And this Vegas team has some weapons around them and they have two solid centers with Jack Eichel and uh, and William Carlson. So I mean they do have the weapons up front to help kind of revive his career a little bit
0: here. Yeah, and it's it is it is quite amazing how I, this guy he, he just he just produces. He just goes on the rink and and, and you don't feel yeah you said it best. He could have won the cons Smythe. I think it was the twenty sixteen, yeah, or that it's that it's the first one, the first uh, playoff run that he, they led, had. he led the he led the twenty sixteen playoffs in scoring
1: on that H B K line, and I get why I get why Sidney Crosby won it, but I I don't necessarily agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Phil Kessel was a driving force on that line, and that line was a handful. Mm-hmm. For every team they played, Anthony.
2: Um, I'm gonna go beer. Uh, You know, he's got what nine nine hundred and fifty nine points. Is there a chance? You know, which I'm sure he probably will play again next year. Could he reach hit the thousand point mark? I mean, at that point, thousand point player, he has a Stanley Cup to his name. It's borderline. He he might, but. Um, I can't say definitively like he is. So that's why I'm going to go with beer, but uh, it's certainly close.
0: All right. Well, uh, Phil, that's the end of our banners for this one, right?
2: Yes, that is. And that is the
1: end of Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk for today.
0: All right. Uh, Well, again, everybody, thanks for staying with me. And, again, I'm always thankful I got these two talented co-hosts of mine. Because uh, obviously losing the losing my feet and then suddenly being completely on the outside looking in, you guys should have seen me losing my mind here as i <laughs> as I was trying to to figure all that out. I did say there was some exciting news, and I do want to pass this on before we do some Q and A. And guys, we have tremendous news for Big Apple Hockey, which is we passed four thousand subscribers today. And that's awesome. Yeah, there, it was a long time ago, uh, almost almost two years in February that we had uh, that I just actually it was in January. I made the phone call to Philk, and that's what started this up. And we've been growing. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to improve our coverage every single week for you guys. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um Brooke. This all started as a uh, kind of a, a, a call to, from Mark one day. He was just like, listen, I, I need somebody to do some videos with. And, uh, you know, it, it was funny because I, I, I wasn't really doing anything with myself at the time. I was out of work. And, um, you know, Anthony and I were kind of uh, about a year and a half removed or uh, two and a half years removed from – know having our old show with off the post and you know we we hated how that ended and then mark just came along and then anthony maybe about a month or so later after seeing the videos kind of surprised me and then now here we are back again you know the summer was rough we didn't really get to do much in terms of videos and the three of us together and you know scheduling conflicts and stuff like that but we're we're rolling strong here And we're only getting stronger. And, you know, the the numbers, they don't lie. You know, know, 4,000? I never thought we'd be at 4,000 this soon. I I thought it would have taken forever and a day to get to this point. But, I mean, hey, I mean, you guys keep tuning in. We'll keep putting up some great content. I try to do, um, you know, final buzzer videos after most games. You know, last night I figured with you know having the show today, it was probably best to kind of just do today's show, and then maybe one after tonight's game. I don't know if we can get all three of us on considering it's a Range islander game, but you know, maybe we can. Uh, maybe me and Mark will be on after the game tonight, and we'll uh, we'll do a little post game tonight. And then uh, Anthony, I don't know if you can join, but maybe we'll try to see if we can do a uh, a dual uh, a dual threat post game, if you will.
0: Anthony, your thoughts? Uh,
2: I mean, just on everything, I'm. I just, uh, I'm glad that I decided to uh, reach out to you that one day to, you know, say, hey, let's, let's surprise Phil and let me let me get on. Um, you know, I, I saw that he was doing that, and you know, I, I had the itch to to talk hockey again and, and do something as I obviously loved uh, when we had our radio show and go into the studio twice a week and have our shows and cover the. Cover the draft. Um, So yeah, I'm 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 excited. 4K, it's definitely a good benchmark, but uh, let's not stop there. You know, let's let's keep going and let's see how far how far we could take this. Four words,
0: boys. Four words.
2: Can't stop, won't stop.
0: Damn right. I mean, to tell you how close it is on everything that I'm doing right now, I'm holding up my phone and trying (laughs) to uh just uh, my, my arm has been cramping like that. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? And uh still finishing up the, the weekly show. And like like I said, I'm holding up my phone right now for the last 20 minutes with my arm lock. That's the dedication it takes. And, you know, we started out just wanting to talk about the Rangers. And, you know, and because of Anthony, we ended up talking about the Islanders, too. And because um everything, there's there's just so much more that we're going to be doing. That's so much more we're going to be covering.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a big market for New York hockey. Um, I mean, as as you all know and I I imagine that it's a big reason why you guys you know come to a lot of the channels on here. It's uh, the the New York sports talk radio shows, they don't talk about hockey unless hockey's in the spotlight. They yeah. they really don't want to be bothered with it. A lot of their analysts and 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 personalities really don't even know hockey that well. And I'm not trying to take shots at anybody. I respect anybody, everybody in the radio industry, and and, and the uh, you know the broadcast analyst industry and whatnot. But it, it, there are just a lot of analysts that don't really pay attention to this sport because it's it's not like the other three in terms of popularity. And I get it, I understand it. But we are your fix, and we are where we we want you to be where you come uh, go to and come to. For hockey news and hockey talk. And this is why we're as interactive as we are, because you know, we're fans too. At the end of the day, we're we're three fans that just wanted to talk right. hockey. And 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 we completely understand that you know there's a very, very, very limited market for hockey talk like this, in-depth hockey talk. Like, what what are you getting? on espn radio with hockey outside of a rangers broadcast or wfan you're getting what five a five minute mention of it once every hour if that depends on who they have yeah boomer esiason's the only one that'll mention it and his co-hosts troll the crap out of him when he says it yeah yeah i mean carton used to have those songs that he would make up where he had that that caller make up songs about like nobody like hockey and like he'd have them remake it to di- like different songs and stuff like that. So that goes to show you just what type of coverage you know these these stations want to give you these days with hockey. So we want to be your source. You know, we want to be your fix. We want to be your go to. We want to be where you come. I mean, and the environment that we want to create here, we want it to be like Cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, you know. Mm-hmm. And, a lot of the guys in, in the chats are all regulars, all know each other. I mean, it's the same, you know, we see the same, a lot of the same screenings in the chat, but we're seeing new ones too. And all you new ones are welcome to you know, become regulars, get, get familiar with everybody. You guys are all in the area. We're doing the meetups and stuff as Mark was talking about, you know, we want to do more of those. So this way, you know, you guys have people to get together and come watch hockey with, because it's not just about talking about it online. It's, it's, you know, getting together in person and having a beer and, Blowing off the workday steam, watching some puck,
2: you know. And you we know, it do really
0: a... oh sorry, Anthony, go ahead.
2: No, I said we should do uh a... I always been a proponent of of trying to do a live show somewhere. The three of us.
0: Oh, that's definitely in our future. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, because yeah. that's that's like our next step about doing some of these other things. Um and also, by the way, just before we answer that question, I also gotta mention. The, that's what's also going to give birth to eventually what's probably going to be Big Apple sports. And we're going to be doing coverage like this for whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever. So yep. everybody, this is just the beginning, and but we, this is our baby. We want to be good at it.
2: You want to try to, uh, we have about fi- uh, 15 minutes or so before the game starts. want to try to do a quick Q and a,
0: yeah,
1: Definitely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll shut up and we'll start, we'll stop talking about how we appreciate you all and you guys get your <laughs> questions in. I'm going to look through some of these here and go back. Um, so, you know, shoot them all in while we're, uh, while I'm looking through these um, state of survival asked if we played, I actually answered that in the, in the chat itself, but all three of us play. I actually, yeah. the only reason why I know Anthony is because we played hockey together. So that's where mm-hmm. it all started. And we can thank a certain Peter Jetter, for that so yeah, um, yeah. That's true. I haven't seen in the chats in a while but uh yeah Peter Jetter is a, a viewer of ours and a good friend of mine and Anthony's longtime friend so but um going through these um upstate aisle you need to talk about when we are on um expand a little more on that for me please uh I, I don't know I if just, you're talking about when our uh shows are or you want uh you know, more of a notification ahead of time or something, or
2: uh, I'm but, assuming, yeah, yeah going... I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what he means when when we go on. Uh, so this is what the second week we've been doing Wednesday evenings somewhere. you know Usually, yeah. Yeah. usually it's six thirty. We started a little earlier because the game's on tonight. at seven thirty, but usually we start at six thirty on Wednesdays and then um as Phil mentioned after ranger games uh most of the time he does after the final buzzer um so we would like to eventually get more more shows at some point but right now um Wednesdays it's at 6:30 is when we go on
1: yeah so yeah Wednesdays about 6:30 from now on um i i try to do final buzzer segments which is my ranger post game um I I don't know about Anthony's schedule, so I won't speak to Anthony, but um, I know that Anthony does his own Islander shows as well at times. Um, If if anything, I would say just uh, if you're subscribed to the channel, turn on the notifications and you'll get notifications as to when we're going live for each of them. But we can tell you with conviction and with solidarity that we, um, that our Wednesday show is going to be our premier flagship show from now on. Um, we'll do Wednesday evenings, and we might have to move it around in case there's a game on. Um, uh, so this way we can watch the game, and give you the analysis afterward, and so, uh, and so on. But um, definitely Wednesday evenings is the uh, the flagship show. Um, ooh, that's a good one. Thoughts on Zemgus Girgensons? Gene asking about Zemgis Girgensons about bottom six and Carson Susi for left defense. I love Carson Soucy. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the perfect addition to the Rangers to play with Braden Schneider on that left defense pairing. Um, I would even, I might even be okay with sending Zach Jones back in that tree, even though I'd rather hold on to him for something else. But I think I would, I would be okay with sending Zach Jones there uh, for Carson Soucy because I, I think he's going to be – I think he would be a perfect fit. And Zemkus Girgensons would actually be a very good bottom six player for the Rangers – I like that he's good on faceoffs. Um, he's a good two-way player. He can kill penalties. I, I just, I really think that he adds something that that bottom six is missing. He's 28. He'll be 29 in January. Um, I believe he's a free agent at the end of the year, if I'm correct. I mean, you're not going to get 30 points from him like you got in 2015 again, but. Yeah, he's still a very good player for the, uh, for that role.
0: I think especially when you start asking the questions, is Filipino really Filipino is the guy that, that the, we saw in the playoffs. Is he going to be the right guy for this team going forward? Or was it just a, a, a Sean Bergenheim postseason, if you will, that he ended up getting a big contract after that. We're going to see about that. And if it's injuries are going to stop Philip Heedle from progressing, then you're going to have to move on, especially with him being a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Cash is going to get tight. And you got, we all know, Frenier isn't going anywhere and neither is Keandre Miller. So Gergensen might end up being there. Yeah. Gergensen's,
1: uh, well, I wanted to get to one right before that one, but um, Gergensen's is making actually 2.2 million. Uh, he's a UFA at the end of the year, and I also wanted to thank Brody for that. Uh, we definitely appreciate Thanks. that. Thank you so much, and you've been one of our regulars since the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. So we definitely appreciate that as well. So thank you, thank all of you that have been in here. I, Davey, is another one who's been here from almost the very beginning. Um, Mikey BX, um, the other Mike that's usually in here. Mike Bergen's another one that's been with us a very long time. I can go on naming Gene, AZ, another one. Been here for a very long time. But thank all of you for
0: being there from the start. We appreciate it. And, and Phil, I got to mention this uh, just because it's still one of the best moments. Uh, When we did our first ever live stream. That guy, too. (laughs) When we did our first ever live stream and we're doing Bar Talk, and it was uh, Anthony answering about Colorado – and uh, Minnesota in a playoff series, and that's when I got the news about John Davidson getting fired, and it was a what? And that a, was a, oh my man. god, that was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and I still have I love I love seeing it just from the video of me looking down at the at, at my <laughs> at my um my screen going wait what they fired everybody except for Quinn, and then. <laughs> And then at the end of it, after our reactions and Anthony laughing the entire time. Oh, Anthony's <laughs> laugh was probably the best
1: part about it. I, I just remember me going, what? And then like, it was, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And Anthony is just sitting there laughing because he's just befuddled at the fact that somehow David Quinn survived that, but yet everybody yeah. else was clean house in the <laughs> middle of the year like that. Oh, yeah. my God.
0: And then, was, and then at the end of it, you turned around, Phil, and went, "Wait," because Anthony says, "Do we finish this question?" All right, no, yeah, we're just selling. Let's go to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
2: that's oh. how you knew
0: we were onto something. That's that's, and then I think we had I think seventy people that just suddenly joined the show like that. Yeah, it, it, it that. That
1: that stream was nuts because that number went up really yeah. really high. Oh man! I, I and then there was another stream. I I don't know. I don't remember if it was the draft or whatnot. But um, we had um, I think it was like over a hundred and one stream. I was like, whoa! I was like, I couldn't believe that one.
0: Yeah, free agent. Uh, the free agent. Oh, free agent frenzy. Yeah. Yeah, we had free agent frenzy. We went to about one twenty in the eighth in the daytime, and me and Anthony. Uh, all six hours waiting for Lou to sign, uh, Johnny Gaudreau. You had your hour that you were able to come on during your lunch and then 326 yeah. for the, for the Johnny Gaudreau signing. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. you. Um, wow. so this, this question, I can tell you right now, at least from an Islander fan perspective, if the answer to this question is VC, that's probably very bad news for the Rangers. That's bad oh God, that'd
0: be very bad news. <laughs>
2: So you would hope you would hope the answer to that is is Lafreniere, uh, but I he would hope
1: yeah, really if he's on the top line.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true too. <laughs> um, but yeah, God no, you don't you don't want it to be Jimmy Vc. That'd be bad news. You know what I will say?
1: For what I've seen so far from these games, I like the way that Kako has played. The yeah. points haven't been there, but the play has been really good. Really, really good. Like, even last night, he looked good, and Mika was trying, but Chris Kreider being an absolute anchor on that line and passing pucks to the other team and, and not picking his head up on odd man rushes and doing whatever he was doing last night was just atrocious. But Kako played well.
0: Um, I think there was one in there about Vitaly Kratsov, who, by the way, right now, Three games into his season, playing with Artemi Panarin and Vinny Trocek at times. I think he was with them. I think now it's Lafreniere. But still, he's tied in shots on goal with the three of us. That's not good.
2: Yeah. No, that's not good. He hasn't got off to a good start, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah. uh, While you guys look
0: for another one, I did have to say, uh, Tommy Smith asked, uh, why can't they just get Ottman in the lineup? They can't. They're sending them the juniors. It's the right move, and maybe at the end of the season they can get him back in because he's got the slide contract. You have to take advantage of those whenever you get the chance. And then lastly, um, I, I Ottman, I don't think he's what they need right now. They need to get the other guys working.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot to to look at with. Um... The other players, I I just – Othman's just not the answer. Not right now. I think he needs to work a little (laughs) bit more on his skating. I think it's definitely improved big time. And I I definitely can see him being a legitimate NHL player. I think he's going to be a good one. But there's just work to be done. So, um, Othman, not yet. Um, I'm just trying to – look through some of these other ones and get a few more in before we go. Um, Oh, Matt asked one before. Let's talk about how dumb that high-sticking penalty was last night. Yeah, Matty, that rule needs to change, bud. That rule needs to change big time. The fact that that can't be challenged or reviewed because it's not a double minor is a joke. It's a joke. Imagine having the technology to correct something like that. And then not using it because of bylaws. What ass backwards world are we living in?
0: Uh, Gary's NHL people. Gary's NHL. Just yeah. remember them. They they need to make all those calls reviewable in case if you want to make it a more stricter penalty or a a less stricter penalty, like it's or no penalty at all. Like what about that one, Phil? They can they can lower it, but then. They can last year's rule. They could lower it down to a minor, but they couldn't wave it off. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't understand why their rules the way that they are. It just doesn't make any sense to me. State of survival asks when, um, when do we think the Rangers give up on Kako and Lafreniere? It's going to be a while. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a while too. Um, Definitely I not Lafreniere. We'll sooner than Lafreniere, but, um, I think if Taco continues to play like this on that line, I think the points will eventually come. Um, I don't think he's going to be the franchise player that we all thought he was going to be, but I, I still think he's going to be a good, very good, reliable contributor to a core. And um, I, I definitely think that Lafreniere has got a long, long leash. You can see the flashes of brilliance. Um, he just needs to work on his skating, which is a, a big thing for me. I, I think he, there still needs to be some work done. And I think he needs – the biggest thing for me with him is he needs to keep his feet moving. When he continues to move his feet, when his feet continue to move and he, he's just constantly moving around, that's when he plays his best hockey, when he's engaged. And he just doesn't – sometimes just doesn't look engaged enough. So I want, uh, I want more out of Lafreniere.
0: Got to agree with you on that one. They're going to have to get more. I just wonder whether or not he's – the opportunities are there. And with the power play sort of sputtering right now, how much longer until Cockrell or LeFrenier, end up taking Trocek's spot for a little bit, which, by the way, is not a bad thing if that happens? No. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You didn't, you weren't finished. i going say, Vinny Trocheck, great player, but you know what? You're not here to do, to be the, the, the Ryan Strom 2.0. You got to let these kids grow. Time to take the, the training wheels off.
2: What?
1: Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Um, I, I definitely uh, y- these guys need to be, and I always say this: they need to be in positions where you can optimize their development, their their strengths, and they're not put into positions to optimize those. So um, I, I I need to see more time on the power play for these two. I, <laughs> you're, if you're expecting them to put up. 60 plus points, just at even strength, and, and top six minutes of even strength. I, you're not gonna get that because it's not realistic at this point. It's not. May could it be one day? Possibly, but even then, a lot of these guys that you see that are putting up big, big numbers, mm-hmm. you're playing three plus minutes a game on a power play.
0: And
1: that's where yeah. that's where these guys are getting points from. I'm not saying that Connor McDavid is, you know, just a power play muncher or something like that. No, that's not the case. It, it's just that they, it helps towards getting the big numbers that you're looking at. So, um, going through some more of these.
0: Yeah, we'll probably uh, do about one or two more, and then uh, we'll, yeah, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll break because we're going to be uh, having everything start in about a few minutes. David asks, Dave how- text, me, text me about that. I'll tell you how the way we'll do it. The way we're doing it at the meetups, everybody is if you, I'll do a pool football style, 25 man. Pool. Uh, you get two, you get four sets of numbers because you get two numbers in each box. It's shots on goal. Plus the goals that gets you your numbers. So that's what we're trying to get on that right now. Uh, Dave, I'll text you the, about it the rest of the way. Uh,
1: Tom asks a good question here. How long does Halak, uh, how long does Halak ask, uh, last before Garand is a, uh, real consideration as backup? I don't think Garand is getting a call anytime this season. I, I don't, I would, I would love it, but I don't know. I don't think he's necessarily ready for that yet. Um, I think there is a possibility next year though. Um, and I, I don't see Halak here after this season. So, um,
0: Anthony, specifically, what are you looking for the Rangers tonight? Uh, sorry, the Islanders tonight. I mean, say it again. What are you specifically looking for the Islanders to do tonight?
2: Get the first goal. They haven't scored first in uh, in many games. Um, they need to get the first goal. They're a team that plays so much better when they have the lead from them from behind. Um, it's almost like when they get when they get behind one or even two, they get a little deflated. Um, so they, they need to score the first goal. Um, you know, the building tonight, it's going to have a lot of Ranger fans in it, um, like usual. Obviously, also a lot of Islander fans. So they, the Islanders need to get in the board early, get them louder early. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important for the Islanders to come out and score the first goal. All right. Who scores the first goal?
0: Philk.
1: I have a feeling it's going to be an Islander. It's going to score first. And I have a bad feeling it's going to be noted Ranger killer, John Gabriel Pajo. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: My nightmare um, begins.
1: Anthony, who oh, scores first? And by the way, uh, David would have asked this question How many goals would OV have if he didn't play power play? That's real easy. All you have to do is just do the math. It's 496. Wow.
2: Um, I'll. I'll do what they usually do in the broadcast. I'll give you one Ranger, one Islander. Uh, for the Rangers, I'll go Chris Kreider. Um, if it's the Islanders, I'm going to go Noah Dobson. Phil, who's your, who's your Ranger then? I'm going to go totally off the board and say something like
0: Jimmy Vesey. All right. You know what? In, in games like this, I look at the Muckers and think that that's going to happen. I would not be surprised if for the Islanders it ends up being like Cal Quarterbuck or for the Rangers, it would be Barkley Goudreau. Cause that's going to be a dirty game. And some of those guys, they just get in front and then that's it. And uh, just have a puck either hit off of the event was in or they get a good rebound, but we're going to play us out guys. Cause the pregame game is starting right now. And again, I just want to also say to everybody that's again, we have a few
2: subscribers,
0: and we're only getting started. It's gonna be, gonna be a, um, it's it's been a hell of a journey so far. So, uh, last word from these two guys, Philk.
1: Again, thank you all for you know coming along for this ride. It's it's been awesome and seeing the new names in the chat is definitely a, uh, a sign of the growth as well as the uh, sub, sub subscriber count. But um, yeah, thank, thank you all and let's go Rangers.
2: Yeah. Um, have a good night. Watch the game. And um, you know, hopefully it's a good one and, you know, let's go Islanders.
0: All right. So you got it right here. Hopefully we'll be talking to you guys afterwards. Uh, if hopefully it's, As many of us as we can, we can, uh, we can. Will be the final buzzer with John Pulkowski, and I will be his subordinate. So that's, that's the starters. Everybody, enjoy the game.